0: Blood TALK Watch, radio. TALK RADIO <laughs>
1: This is an
2: unlawful
3: gathering. The truth is out there. The truth is out there. This is the underground. This is New Media. This is the underground. This is New Media. Ranger fans,
4: report the critical thinking anger. Ranger fans, report the critical thinking
3: anger. And now here is the
1: starting lineup for the New York Rangers. And now here is the starting lineup for the New York Rangers. This is New York Rangers hockey. 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 This is New York Rangers hockey.
0: This is New York Rangers hockey. This is New York Rangers. And good evening, and welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. Today is Wednesday, May. 14th, 2014, and it is still hockey season in New York because your New York Rangers have achieved something that they could not do in 88 years. They have rallied from three games to one down in a playoff series and defeated the Pittsburgh Flightless Birds. Eddie, how are you?
1: I'm happy it's big and shit. I mean, really, come on, this is it. We are on the good side, the great side of hockey history for a change. Three games to one. It was tight, but all things are bright, and we're in the right. We're right where we want to be. Eastern Conference Finals. Looking to play the winner of the Boston Montreal series, which right now is 2-1. Last time I checked with the NADs
0: or the Habs or the Canadians
1: up. Two to one after two periods.
0: That is absolutely so. correct. What an amazing turn of events. Five days ago, this fan base was a cemetery. Was just a vast wasteland of walking dead, already looking forward to the off season, already talking about who wouldn't be back, who would be back, who do you keep, who do you dump, and I say let's dump all of the fans who quit on this team. All of them. Well, we have no need all of them because there are some (laughs) diehards. Listen. We have no need to. You, I'm going to the Eastern Conference Finals. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't be too hard on some of the Ranger fans. Listen, Jesus forgave if you believe in Him, and, he and what? You believe in. <laughs> Did you load and these he clips? The <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> that is you <an> imperson- <laughs> know, <it's been impersonated. laughs> I believe that it's been. Put on this show, And who? How come you don't have the clip of me saying this, Rangers in Seven? We don't want to hear that clip.
0: Couldn't find it. Well, let me tell you
2: something.
0: <laughs> you want to start Fred, with me?
2: I'll ask Fred Norris to pull it the
0: next show.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen. I'm quite the firebrand tonight, so you don't want to be starting with me. We
0: got a big show ahead. Big show. That's right. Wait, we got real, Linda please. Cohen coming up in about 40 minutes from ESPN. Real.
1: That's
0: next week, Traffic Cohen. But anyway. We've
1: had Russ Cohen.
0: we got Linda Cohen. Cohen.
1: We're going to have David Cohen. Traffic <laughs> Cohen. We've got uh, <laughs> Waffle Cohen. we got a lot of things. Anyway. Let's get down to business in <laughs> The New York Rangers finally have hit sunlight after the dark days on the wall. Oh, Castle Black. (laughs) They have finally gotten into the light. That's right, baby. It's a joyous time. It's a joyous time of year. We're playing hockey in May. There's only going to be four teams left at the whole shebang when it's all said and done, and we are in the final four. Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought it? It's been a wild, wild ride, and I gotta give credit to you Ranger fans out there because they're not making it easy. These seven
0: games,
1: they never do. But these seven games. The seven-game series is just sucking the life out of me. I mean, everybody has uh, uh, everybody has suffered, but that's part and parcel of being a Ranger fan.
0: And yeah, for once, the, we were rewarded. Look at the look at Man. the look at the demons they're exercising here. They had never beaten Pittsburgh in a in a playoff series. Done. They had never come back from three games to one. Being behind three games to one. Done. Now. Now we got that big one in front of us. That big matzo ball, as Jerry Seinfeld used to say. No team has ever played seven games in the first two rounds and won a Stanley Cup. I'll tell you what. They are eight games, eight wins away from a Stanley Cup. And the the two teams that they will face, one of the... Whichever team they face, the Eastern Conference finals are beatable. Suddenly look beatable. Especially the Bruins. I mean I didn't I didn't expect this series to go seven games. I noticed rivalry and the emotion I think it's carrying the Canadians a little bit here. But still
1: I I agree. I I really thought Montreal sweeping Tampa but Tampa Bay was more of an indictment of how bad Tampa Bay was right. than you know than you know, promoting how good of a team Montreal was. But they have come together, they've PK Subban is having an awesome playoff. Uh, he's got four more goals than Rick Nash does. And he's a defense uh, Subban Uh, The Thomas Vanek is having a a good playoff. I mean, they have come together. Lars Eller, a guy who's a streaky scorer and and, and a guy that, you know, has a lot of talent but hasn't been able to put it over a whole season. He's having, you know, and Carey Price, who's been a question mark in the past, is playing very well. And uh, the Bruins find themselves on the verge of elimination. Now, I don't want to get ahead of everything, but, you know, the Rangers are going to have to go – into the hell center where it's just been a, I mean horrific for them. But I, I, I really think if they have home advantage, they had a good shot of going to the cup. And I think that's what's got everybody jazzed. Even if they play Boston, I think this time will be different because we haven't exhausted everybody and everyone, and we're rolling for life. And Cutter, you shut up. Where are you, elites? Huh? I can go as far as I want to. They
0: they, they do not I'll have... I'll book home my I... train
1: tickets in the, uh, I Wait, hold on.
0: I'm a firebrand tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'll book <laughs> my train ticket right now to the parade. Ahead of time.
0: Yeah, save us a I'll, spot. Call, Blue I'll shirt I'll underground. Call a float. I'll call... Yeah, I'll float. I'll be... <laughs> oh, no, no, we're going to have a float. Not your float. Oh.
1: Yeah, we'll have a float. I'm calling Mayor de Blasio right now and setting it up, making sure we got a reservation. You want me to go ahead? You want me to go ahead? This guy. I'm just saying it's possible. And I just think the Rangers are going in it with a team that's rested, that isn't relying on two lines or one line or one guy. I think, ladies and gentlemen, with rolling four lines, look at these unbelievable people who are scoring. For years, we've sat there and said, "Look at these idiots." The other team guy scores. The, for the other guy, the other team scores. We have those idiots now.
0: That's right.
1: Brian <laughs> Budd. The biggest idiot of the Richards. ball. <laughs> Buy him out, Brad Richards. He was a playoff God?
0: You know what? He I'll wasn't tell you. Signed for... He played he one he hell of a game six... last night.
1: I'm telling you, if he wasn't signed for six more years, I'd say keep him. I mean, the guy is clutch. We've seen year after year Rangers come down the pike, have good seasons, <clears throat> and stink in the playoffs. Now you have a guy, he had a decent regular season. But as a Ranger, this guy has done nothing but score clutch goals. So why aren't we just just totally exalting him?
0: Uh, well, uh, you know, like I told you last night, there's a reason why this guy's 7-0 and in the Game 7s. and you know, We talked about it in the last show. Some guys are just winners, and some guys just aren't. Brad Richards... Right, You know, and for all his faults, look, we got to give him his credit where it's due. The guy played a hell of a game last night. Hell of a game. You're right. He scored a goal. Made a couple of great defensive plays. Hell of a game. He knows what it takes. St. Louis knows what it takes.
1: I mean, what a story.
0: What a Unbelievable.
1: story Martin St. Louis is. Because I, I on the last show, I really kind of like downplayed it. But then I got to hear um, some of the post-game interviews that uh, CNBC, not CNBC, uh, what's the Canadian uh, station?
0: CBC? CBC.
1: CBC. CBC, CBC was playing, and they to talk to Boyle, and Boyle straight out and flat out said it. He goes, if, you know, we knew when this guy was playing the – You know, the the day his mom died and then on Mother's Day that if he could play, we all could play and play our hardest if this guy was going to. And I think that it's one of the reasons, because you still got to do it on the ice. You could have all the hopefulness in the world, but you've got to execute. Right. And there are a lot of factors that went into the Rangers coming back. I think the number one factor is somehow Ryan McDonough turned it around overnight. Because – he looked awful in game four. Yep. He turned it around. The Rangers' offense turned it around with the emergence of Chris Kreider. Kreider coming back was another part. The fact that the Rangers were able to throw four D-men out there that I thought played outstanding I mean, Girardi was a lift-y and McDonough was a lift-y, but Stahl and Strollman really held down the fort. I thought Kevin Klein was solid. The, uh, John Moore was good when he came back after a little bit of the uh, Raffi Diaz action too. That's really where the game was won and lost was in the defensive zone, I think. Uh, and, you, and you can throw the goalie in there. Henrik Lundqvist played one of the best games. <clears throat> I mean, he is just so clutch and just so good. He's just hands and above most, almost every goalie in the league. I I really, I know I'm biased because I watch him every night, but I, I I just don't see the the quality of shots that he does get, and just, you know, I mean, it's almost. I just want to finish with this. It's almost like it has to be a fluke in order to go in. It's got to hit off a ranger stick. It's got to board the – it's almost
0: like a normal shot just will not go in
1: when when he's on his game.
0: I mean, you know, he's he's on a – what's the uh, – either, either you or the chat room can, can confirm this for me. What is this – what is the record he broke last night? Is he the first goaltender to win five game sevens in his career or, or the first to win five straight game sevens? It was five something, in a row. Is that what it is? It's five in a row. We got, you know, I like to think that our chat room and our listeners, you know, we're not just Ranger fans, we're hockey fans. and We watch a lot of hockey, we watch a lot of different teams. Is there another goaltender in, in the game right now that you'd rather have in a game seven? Not just speaking as a Ranger fan, you know, speaking as somebody who knows the game. who's Who are you going to take over, over Henrik Lundqvist? I mean, I, I can't think of anybody, and I think, uh, and that's why, and, and he's the main reason why they've got a chance against whoever they play in the Eastern Conference Finals. And maybe, and, and if they get further than that, he's why they'll have a chance.
1: Well, it all starts
0: from co- the. It, it all starts from the net. Uh, he's five, five and one and seven. seven. Okay, lost to the Caps, but he's won five in a. It's got to be that, that he's, won, he's the first to win five in a row. He won. He lost that one in in ninety. In Tortorella's first year against the Caps. Thank you, Wade Redden. Um, Jim would say Talbot. I only say Talbot. I only say Talbot because it gets your panties in a bunch and it works every fucking time. You're so easy to bait, Justin. You fall for it every, time. every time. Every time I start talking about Baba shampooing. You get all upset. Oh yeah, that's it. Trade Hank. Yeah, Hank sucks. I love that. It's my favorite new nickname for him. By the way, Baba Shampooey. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Henrik and shoulders, Mr. Advil, Mr. Headache. He's a terrific well, golfer. he
4: champion,
0: And he has well, carried the. Uh, this is
1: a little bit of a controversy within the Ranger. Lexicon, you know, I like to use that word. Ranger fan lexicon. And I'm going to bring it up to date in the chat room right now. What do we have? 500, 600 people in the chat room?
0: <laughs> at least. I don't know. They're lined up to get in here.
1: I mean, this is and, uh, the most controversial Ranger radio show on the air.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Dan Cotter's working the door tonight at the chat room, and he's, uh, he's, the people are actually tipping him $20 bills to try and get in. It's like, a, you know, it's like the most exclusive club in New York here. It's like try to get his studio fifty-four.
1: <laughs> so here's the thing that's been stirring on some of the some of the Facebook friends I have and stuff. And and who is who is the best New York Ranger goalie of all time? If we take Jokinen out of the out of the equation, and we put Richter and Lundqvist together. Who is the better goaltender?
0: Well, I don't. I don't think you have to. <clears throat> I don't think you have to take Jokicman out of the conversation, but Lundqvist is I, I, the I'm best. Sure I'm because most the of best his best habits the habits really did not see Eddie Jokicman
1: in his prime. I mean, primarily our fan base is the under sixty crowd.
0: Well, Stan saw Stan saw Jokerman in his prime, and Stan, Stan and Hendrick is better. So, uh, stand Stand up for... Davy Kerr? Dave Kerr was better. Sugar Jim Henry?
1: (laughs) Now, now a lot of people say, well, Richter won a cup. King has not won the cup. So, do do you say, though, like, I would say, yeah, if you're talking about a winner, I mean... It's debatable. I mean, the ultimate thing in hockey is the Stanley Cup, but Henrik's got a gold medal. I mean, I know that doesn't count as much to us here in the U.S., but internationally, well, I think just as a goalie,
0: he's he's much better. Well, I mean, look it's at a it this way uh, too, but era. Um, you you can look at it this way if you if you go back and, I mean, obviously you know. The, the two best runs of Richter's Ranger career were '94, uh, obviously, and '97. It was that, right? '97 was when they got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Right. Yeah. Now, in '94, he shut the Islanders out the first two games. Um, I don't think uh, I'm trying to remember if he had any other shutouts in those playoffs. But uh, not even just talking about shutouts. How many games? you know, you go back 20 years ago, how many of those games did you honestly come out of that game thinking Mike Richter won this game for the Rangers? And I love Mike Richter. That's, this is not, oh, yeah. not, I mean, that's not at all I saying. on Mike Richter. I We're absolutely not, love Mike Richter. He's one of my favorites. He's one of my favorite all-time Rangers. But, but how, how many times in those, two, in those two good runs that the Rangers had, how many games do you feel like Mike Richter won the game for the Rangers? And go back and look at your history. In the 95 playoffs, Mike Richter got benched. <laughs> but right. go back and look at the last five years of Ranger High. How many games have the Rangers won solely because of Henrik Lundqvist? How many playoff games? Five? At least? Probably? Fair enough to say? So, yeah, I, I would have to say, having watched both of them in their prime... I would have to say Mike Richter. I, I mean, uh, Henrik Lundqvist, I'm sorry. Henrik Lundqvist is the better of the two. And I and now Joe, Joe will be right Richter stood on his head in every
1: game against New Jersey in the, in the Devil Series.
0: I, I'm not going to take that away from him, but I think Lundqvist is better. I, I think so, too.
1: Because this is like, what, seven, eight years of lockdown. I mean, he has had this on lockdown. If you had to count how many games that he had won by himself, I know the playoffs is where it counts, and that's where we determine winners and everything, but if you just want to talk about single-handedly winning games, I'm not kidding. Over seven years, I think if you just say 10 a year, or say conservatively, seven or six, that's 42 games he won on himself. And that's just—I I just technically, I think he's a better goaltender. I know it's a different era. He certainly did not have the defensive type of players that Lundquist is, you know, and schemes that he's been afforded. You know, there were years when, you know, their defense was not that, all that great. I mean, you know, Stanley Cup year uh, being the exception. But uh, I know I always have – I love Mike Richter, but if I had to go, who I thought was – I would have to go with Lundquist. I mean, I, you know, I would have to go with Baba shampoo
0: Papa <laughs> Baba, Baba Shampooey. We'll ask Linda Cohn when she gets here. We'll get her opinion. Eddie Mio, not that bad. Eddie Mio. Not that good. But not that bad, Dave Tartarin. By the way, last night, as soon as the Ranger game was over, NHL Network was showing their their rivalry documentary, Rangers Penguins. And as as jubilant as I was over the big win, I was still screaming at the TV over the stupid rivalry show with Adam Graves tapping Mario on the wrist and getting suspended, and then the Fucking Ron oh, Francis man. from the blue line, and then they had Espo talking about putting Richter in for, after Bob froze and got run over. That oh. was one of the one oh. of the
1: most uh, vivid, horrible moments that game with in desperation. Esposito getting Eddie ja- had, had Eddie Jacquin on the bench, who wasn't even a coach. <laughs> He was just there on the bench for inspiration, waving a white towel. Come on, God We, I, we surrender. We sur- <laughs> and what did they invite, like, like uh, uh, mascots down the bench, you know? Get Mr. Met down there. I mean, I mean I'm not saying anything about a mascot. I'm just uh, a Oh, okay, well, let's bring Roger Bear down. You know, bring the other people down. I mean, it was just such a carnival craziness. <laughs>
0: It was I mean it
1: was but but now we got we got something to celebrate, we got something to 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 just really just hang our hats on and be proud to be a ranger fan i 'm sure everybody wore their jerseys and had their hats on and all that phenomenal good stuff. It feels so good to be a ranger fan. I love when you can you can i 've always got a lot of pride, but it 's when you actually do something on paper and you can boast about it.
0: They, they wrote you know. the story. Like we talked about. Right. They wrote they wrote the story. For once, they yeah. they were the ones that did something amazing. You know? Unexpected.
4: Yeah. They pulled off, yeah. you know,
0: they, an incredible... They pulled, like you said last night, and you said in our last show, they did something last night besides 94, which was expected of them. They did something last night that we will talk about now, we'll tell our grandkids about, our great-grandkids, God, God willing. Remember in 2014 when they came back from 3-1 down? It was unbelievable. They went into Pittsburgh and won two games and took game seven. You know? No. It, it, I, it, I, last night immediately moved into third place on the all-time greatest Ranger fan nights of, in history. Which
1: is pretty sad. I mean, you know,
0: it's, it, I mean, it's a
1: tremendous comeback. But, again, for all the time and effort we put in as a fan, the fact that we've only had like three or four really good moments right. is pretty sad. Well, bad. we've had
0: more than that. But this one, I mean, to me, last night was better than anything else that, that didn't happen in 19, 1994. It immediately right. moved into that number three spot. It was. I, I, it, I, I called you to celebrate. You were exhausted. I, I had a headache. I, I had a headache. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous what we go through for this team. That was great. Yeah, it was. It's absolutely ridiculous that we go. And then you that said, we go I'm, like going <laughs> I'm going to bed.
1: I'm going to bed. i was physically and mentally exhausted from this team. We all should get, the you know, post-traumatic syndrome disorder from watching this team. <laughs> seven games but so would you say this that this is the highlight of the Glenn Seda era
0: without a doubt without a doubt
1: so this ensures him gm for life even though it wasn't oh wow. all right
0: oh, please uh you know what do they can they just win what they just win the cup and then maybe he'll retire and we could be done with this <laughs> i it's definitely the highlight of his disasters, you know, the last 10 years. But, look, you know, for, there's a lot to pick on, but they're also the only team, I think, the only team to win seven playoff series in the last five, three years. Or, I don't know, something like that. It was, there was a whole bunch of ridiculous stats that I can't remember. We got a couple of phone calls when you're ready. We got oh, a yeah, let right. coming so up I in about 20 minutes. It's all about the, <clears throat> all about bring, the fans. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I'm going to bring a call on. I'm going to go refill my glass, and I will be right back. So let's – I think this is Dimitri. 347-609, you're on Blue Shirt Underground Radio, Eastern Conference Finals Edition. Who's this?
3: Well, Dimitri.
0: Hey, Dimitri. How are you
3: guys doing? What's going on? Doing good.
0: Talk to Eddie. I'll be I, right back.
3: Of course. Well, we're, Eddie, meaning mean, you would just host the show now. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: finally. Well, I'm done.
3: I, <laughs> I want to say – um, I'm 22. That that series comeback um, is probably... That that run a couple of years ago, that was to the Conference Finals, that was amazing, but I think this comeback against the Penguins is honestly the... It's sad to say, but it, it is what it is. The, the highlight of being a Ranger fan for these many years. I, I, I think I've lost 15 years off my life, though, watching these games. I'm telling you. I, I really think I've lost 15 years off my life watching it, but I, I can't be any more proud of them for what they, you know, of what they accomplished, okay?
1: Yeah, and I think uh, I think that's the crux of it. I mean, that's where it is. It's that, you know, uh, even at your young age, you've dealt with these, you know, game sevens in the playoffs, and uh, you're finally realizing. And I think this time, like I said in the opener, is so much different than last time we went to the conference finals because I feel like, despite the schedule, they're a lot fresher. And I agree. Not as
3: desperate. Right. And I, I just think that, uh, like I say, I always go back to this, I, and I mentioned it to a uh, buddy there, and I, I said, what A.V. has managed to accomplish in his first season as a Rangers coach, he had no say in this roster that they put together, that he's gotten his team to the conference finals and his team playing the way they are, coming back 3-1 against a team that we... According to Ken Campbell, who I ripped into. on
1: Oh yeah, I think everybody has uh, eviscerated that idiot. I. It,
3: it's just John astonishing. Actually, I
1: was gonna say Jim even had a uh, Twitter conversation with him, he'll get too late. So tell me what you. Uh, well, why don't you explain what uh, Ken Campbell uh, is all about?
3: Well, Ken Campbell. Oh, he's a douche. No. I'm just yeah. <laughs> it, it, no, it's true he is. Did you guys read the new article he came out with, saying that the Rangers have absolutely no chance in the conference finals? against Good. either one of these two teams. Good. Perfect.
0: I love it. Thank I, you. I asked him to write that article last night on Twitter. I told him I look forward to your article saying that the Rangers have no shot against the Bruins or the Habs.
3: Which is absolutely you – know, let's say this is probably – and you guys are talking about Hank. Hank is the only goalie in NHL history to win five straight game seven. With, right. the, with the stat right. And you guys look into that. It, Patrick Watt didn't do it. Marty Broderick didn't do it. Nobody's done it. Henry Lundqvist has done it. And you look at his stats in those games, um, I think he's given up a total of, I think, either five or six goals, which is it's, it's, it's amazing
0: um, and, to say that we have no what, chance against Three this. of those – I'm sorry, be to interrupt. Three of those game so, sevens were on the road, if I'm not yeah, mistaken? And, correct. And these, Ottawa, Ottawa these, Washington, and Pittsburgh, weren't those all on the road? I think Ottawa was at
3: home. Um, Washington was on the road. Pittsburgh was on the road, and uh, I, I think two of them were. were uh, I think was a five were. Uh, I thought it was three, but uh,
0: uh, Chris, Chris in the chat room says it was two on the
3: road. Okay, it was two. Still, so, that's and pretty then, impressive. Yeah, and they won three games in Pittsburgh last series. You said two, it was three. Three games. They right. won game one. They won game uh, five, and they won game seven. So, like I said, I, I it's it's an unbelievable feeling. Um, it's, it's great to be talking about them advancing tonight compared to... Uh, and really, the for the
1: first time, you've got to really... I mean, one of the few times as a Rangers fan, you have something reality-based to hang your hat on. I mean, you know, I'm always constantly defending the Rangers against insurmountable odds and statistics. I mean, that's been my life's work. It's basically trying to make this turd of a franchise looking like a, a gold ring, all right? Which is impossible to do. Listen, I love the team. I'm just telling you, there's been, there's been more dark than light. That's all I'm telling you. No indictment to us following So you've got to be, and, I, and the rest of the fans have to be just so excited that you have something where... And Do you know how much it's killing those Devil fans who are sitting there watching every Ranger game, rooting their hearts out that they lose? And down three games to one. The Ranger, the, the 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 Islander fan, the Devil fan, sitting there, all bitter and all <laughs> the of Rangers. Oh God, I hate their fans. When they we were down three games to one, they were gloating. How about you Rangers? <laughs> You're lying down again. Uh, And we rose from the ashes like the fiery Phoenix. Not Phoenix, Arizona. The fiery (laughs) Phoenix. The mythical bird. (laughs) We rose from the ashes and emerged victorious. We have... The right to brag, and all that energy they wasted and pissed away was for naught. Cause we're in the Eastern Conference Finals, Final Four, and if we make the Stanley Cup, it is going to kill them. It, it is going to kill them. Win or lose, just that
0: we got to the Cup. For me, as a right. fan, just it's all gravy. Just the fact that we'll be talking about the Rangers, that the Rangers will be relevant for another three weeks of life, that will be enough to piss them off.
4: Now I'm not
1: making – I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put the horse before the cart and say we're going to be in the cup. I'm just saying just the thought of that is eating their heart out as we speak.
3: Very true. And look at – I just want to mention one thing before I head off. There's two things that I was talking about. I said if the Philadelphia Flyers were able to make it to the Stanley Cup Finals with Brian Boucher and that other bum that was in that, Michael Layton, and they were able to win two games against uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and then the Devils with Marty Brodeur at age a billion making it to the finals and winning two games against (laughs) the Kings. (laughs) I I don't see why the Rangers, especially the way Hank's playing, I'm telling you this is the best he's played in the playoffs for us in the eight years he's played for us. Um, And there's one omen before I head off I want to mention. You guys look at the last four, I think it's three or four teams that were, I think, one for 40 or even 0 for 40 on the power play have all won the Stanley Cup. It was the Ducks, it was the L.A. Kings, and there was one more team. I think it was the Boston Bruins.
0: It was, it was they, Boston. Kenny, Kenny Albert tweeted that the other day.
3: Yep, and uh, we were talking about that, my buddy. Uh, like I said, when he mentioned that, I'm like, this could be an omen. And look at their power play. We were, we were trashing their power play. And the pathway came up in the biggest possible way last night, where Pittsburgh and, went one for twenty in the series.
2: Yeah. Well, that's uh, another about,
3: story I wanted to mention. The penalty killing. Yeah. And well, Brian Brian Boyle, Boyle. The Brian
1: Boyle. Listen, I give props to Brian Boyle. I have not been as much of a Brian Boyle hater as my co-host.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I think
1: fourth line. Uh, oh. oh he belongs on the fourth uh, line. Yeah. Yep. And that's where he, he and a penalty kill. And that's where he should have been his whole Ranger career. On the John well, Tortorelli, he had more responsibility and, and, and more faith. He's right where he should be, and I'm sure some team will scoff him up in the offseason, but we'll, we'll worry about that. Later.
0: I I honestly think that the fourth line was the difference in the series. The fact that the Rangers were, were able to roll an effective fourth line, I think. It, well, uh, you know, besides Henrik Lundqvist, I think that was one of the differences in the series. And Agreed. you talk about with the power play. As maligned as that power play was, it outperformed the Penguins power play
3: in the series. Indy. Indy. Right. Yeah. And
0: and and how amazing is it that for all of the talk going into this series and as, as we got two or three games into this series, about the Rangers playing whatever it was, forty two games in three nights or, you know, six double headers <laughs> a nighter they are now going to be the more rested team going into the Eastern Conference Finals.
1: Right. Yep. I mean, and, and that's certainly, uh, you know, and I really think, getting back to the fourth line, Dominic Moore really got into the squid's head. He, he was a pet. He annoyed people. And he got people off their game. And he also contributed on the scoreboard, too. He also, you know... Again, that fourth line just didn't do it with penalty killing and forechecking. They scored some crucial goals and were still waiting for Rick Nash to score, you know? which is amazing.
3: I mean, That's amazing. We've won two rounds with Rick not Rick Nash score. Can you imagine right. if he gets going? Uh, just, just that 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 first line, like I said, which I want to say Chris Kreider makes a huge difference there. He, that that line does. looks rejuvenated with him out there. But I was just yep. say Rick Nash played an amazing game seven again. He, he he worked. He, I, I I think he played yeah, great he's defensively. Um, he's, the 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 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's the highest paid defensive forward in the league. Yeah. highest paid $8 million
0: a year for Jan Eriksson. Uh, I think the hey, Bruins just took see, a penalty here with four minutes to go. Yep. And it's 2-1? Uh, yeah, still 2-1. Uh, I think, si- who is that, Seidenberg? No.
1: But I'll tell you what. For what it's worth. Oh,
0: Boychuk. It's
1: Zach Boychuck. Zach Boychuck with a penalty. For what it's <laughs> worth, you know what? Rick Nash isn't scoring. He's got a lot of shots on goal, but at least he's contributing. I know it's not what we want. It's certainly frustrating, but it's not like he doesn't care. I don't know what's wrong with him. I don't know if he's I still. I don't know if he's psychotic or he's snake bit. I don't know. I, I go back and forth. I, I don't know if it's a mental thing, I don't know if it's a bad luck thing, if it's a combo thing, but at least he's contributing. You know, he's the first-line checking forward. I love it. So, I mean, but... And I think Stepan has played a little bit better. Uh, He certainly looked more involved in the four-check in the Rangers' three-game comeback. Um, And, like you said, Kreider has energized that line. He he will always take a dumb penalty. I mean, he is... You could put him down for two minutes in a book for a dumb penalty. But with his hustle and his... uh, yeah, I mean he really. You're. I mean, you're exactly right. And I alluded to it earlier. It, it He was a real igniter of that comeback. There were several factors that went to it, and uh, and I, I, you know, I, I think that's. And you know, Av basically said when you know the Canucks lost to Boston. The thing that that he really felt was that Boston beat them because they rolled four lines. This guy has rolled four lines. He's kept the lines together predominantly the whole season. He did what he said. First year, he's got them in the Eastern Conference Finals. And like Jim said at the beginning, and I know I'm going a little bit long here, at the the beginning, he uh, did it without his players. These were players he inherited. This is a team that had a lot of flux. It lost. Its, it, it traded away its captain. It uh, had some changes on defense when they tried to trade in Michael DelZotto. Uh, it The schedule, the Olympics, the way it started, the, the playoff schedule—all these adverse conditions—and down three games to one, which normally would just melt any other team, the Rangers came back and overcame it all. That says a lot.
0: All right, Demitri we we got to run. We got a couple of calls. We got to blow in here of before. Course before linda joins us thank you sir we'll talk to you soon
3: thank you go rangers
0: yes sir good night all right let's uh five one eight two six oh you're on the air. who's this hey what's up man i can't believe i got on like
2: this this is ray from from Glen falls new york
0: hi Hello, ray, ray. Nice how are well, New york welcome to the program
2: hey good hey, first time call but i would like to say uh first time long time um you guys do a great job. Just wanted to say,
0: I've been so pumped about Hold how on, the rain is to Ray. i got to stop you for one second. You are the first person to ever call in and use the phrase, first time, long time. Eddie and I feel like big stars now. Uh, I do. Uh, I feel <laughs> like
2: I'm somebody. <laughs>
0: you, you should. I,
2: one of you guys, I do tweet once in a while. I don't know which one. I think it's... Uh, um,
0: oh, that's me. Oh, you're, are the, you are you Ray, uh, are you from Yeah, Braves that's me. Shurga? Yeah, the real Ray oh, okay. Sugar. That's me. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah, Welcome to the
0: program, Thank Ray. Thank you.
2: Oh, it's great. You got you guys up. You guys. Oh, I love listening to your podcast all the time. I never listen live though, but you know, until now, of course. But I'll, I'll tell you, I'm watching right now the Montreal Boston game. We got to be rooting for the <laughs> Canadians. Am I right? Here, I mean, definitely. Always. I think that would be a better matchup for the Rangers.
1: It's certainly a better matchup. It's it's two teams that are very similar in a lot of regards. Is that, you know, they're both skating, fast teams. But I like the matchup defense and goaltending. I think we have the advantage in that. So uh, I I I certainly do. And they're certainly, Um, you know. And Boston plays – we all know what Boston can do. They've been there and, you know.
2: Yeah, they're, they're, they're a pretty big physical team. Wow, Montreal just scored right Canadian now. Canadian scored. 3-1 right wow, now. 3-1. Beautiful. Wow. But, Get ready for the yeah, hats, yeah.
0: Ranger fans. Here they uh, come. Oh, this would
2: be beautiful. Now, let me, got, let me ask you guys just a, a quick question here. Um, how do you guys think the Rangers' power play has done so well without Rafael Diaz on the point? Oh,
0: he's <laughs> He's just going instead of playing the song. Come on, I'm waiting
2: for it. Come on, guys. Come on.
0: Jim's, Jim's in control of the board.
2: There we go. There we go. That's the greatest, man. I love hearing that all the time when I call you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny as hell. That's very good. But Yes. But on a serious note, I'm, I'm very happy how we beat Pittsburgh, but I am a Dan Corsillo fan. I, I would like to see him in the lineup as opposed to, uh, to Dorset. Now, we th- I mean, if you look at the playoff record this past year that we've just played, I mean, you've got to say that Dors- Dorset hasn't done as much as what Carcillo has done in the playoffs. Wouldn't you rather have him in there? I'm not saying it's a deal-breaker not having Carcillo in there, but I think he's probably a better fit on the, on the fourth line there than Dorset. What are you guys' opinion on that?
1: Ah. Uh- I, I
2: think I think the way
1: it's been done is basically on a game-to-game basis and who's been playing. I think Dorsett is very good in a very limited amount of time. I like his speed, but Carcillo's come up with some big goals. Oh,
2: he's been like a playoff guy. Yeah, he's getting right. goals. I mean, he, 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 he's, he's like money in the playoffs. I mean, he's done very well. I mean, I'd like to see him in there, but, again, I'm not complaining. And Hey, we just beat the Flyers. Beat Pittsburgh, so we're doing something right here.
0: So you know, I'm I'm happy with it. My only answer yeah, to I, that think it, I think it's a, I think it's a real testament to to what a great job Vino's done with this team because he's known when to plug Carcil, Car, Carcillo into the lineup, and he's known when to plug Dorset into the lineup. He hasn't, I mean, pretty much every every coaching decision as far as the lineups go in this in this playoffs that Vino's made has worked out. You know, getting Diaz in the lineup when, you know, when they needed a jolt. You know, when to put Kreider in when he was healthy. When, and, you know, juggling Dorsett and, and, uh, and Carcillo and using Jesper Fast. Uh, everything's pretty, pretty much turned up golden for, for, uh, for good old Al. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah. Things have been going well, definitely. After and one thing,
0: right?
1: Now if the Rangers are going to play Montreal, I think Carcillo probably will see less ice time.
2: Or I agree. Less
1: play because they'll probably go with the faster, quicker guy, whereas it would have been a tougher series. I mean, with Carcillo, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen, you know? And, you know? I think Carcillo, and listen, if you've been listening to these podcasts, you said, I haven't been a fan of this guy. I mean, yes, I but know. But he certainly proved me wrong as far as his worth for the New York Rangers. Uh, he's
2: Ray, we got to uh, let agree. you go. <coughs> yeah, right. yeah, I don't want to take up a lot of time here. Guys, you guys do a great <laughs> podcast. I love listening to you guys all the time. Keep up the great work, and I will call again. All right, all right
1: Ray, Ray. We, we appreciate,
0: appreciate it. it. Thank you. Take, take care. care guys. Good to we'll talk go to bye. you finally. All right. All right. Everybody else that's on hold, uh, you're going to have to hang in there for a while because I believe we have Linda Cohen on hold. So without further ado, we will introduce Eddie from your neck of the woods, Selden. That's not far from you, I believe, correct? No, not, far not
1: too far at all, no.
0: A, a lifelong New York Ranger and New York Giant fan from ESPN, Linda Cohn. Linda, Jim and Eddie with you. Welcome to Blue Shirt Underground Radio. How are you this evening? Hi, Jim and
4: Eddie. I'm fabulous. What do you think? <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you know, Linda, that's that's what I love about you is that you're not one of these... You know, there's a lot of reporters and a lot of broadcasters out there that grew up in New York and then once they hit the big time <coughs> Larry Brooks you know, they, they had to become they had to become unbiased and they had to become objective and impart not you. You're not afraid to throw it out there. You are true blue when it comes to the Rangers and when it comes to the Giants and, and you're a Met fan too
4: if I remember correctly, correct? I am, but you know what? It goes in order. Rangers, total obsession, total love them all through my life. I played hockey. So you guys know when you play a sport, you even love that sport and that team that you grew up loving even more. Giants, definitely, you know, second. And then, you know, Mets and Knicks are, like, down at the bottom because it's just, you know, I sure, I root for them and everything, and they're, and they're first, but it's always about the Rangers and then the Giants. Right.
0: Of course. And the Mets, I mean, they just suck the life, out Eddie. I know. It's a long time.
4: It's a long, long exactly. time.
0: Exactly. You know, yeah.
4: we've had, what, three wonderful moments in our lives? That's about right. it. Right.
0: Yeah. I tell everybody that the, the Mets are, are my cross to bear. <laughs>
4: hey, it so, all can't be, you know, lollipops and circuses. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. So. I, you got the? Do you have the Boston Montreal game on in the
4: background? Are you follow? Of course, I'm. On? Of course, I'm watching it. It's of course, as you guys know, it's about to be the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not crying for the Bruins and their fans <laughs> who are throwing stuff on the ice already. Uh, oh, wow. So you know, bring it on, bring on the Canadiens. I love it.
0: Did did you no. have a? Did you have a preference? Does every Ranger fan seem to what? have a preference? I don't know
4: about you guys, but, you know, you know when we start making preferences, and it's always that, be careful what you wish for, and it always comes back to haunt you. But, you know, right. if I was going to kind of look, just sort of like looking at it on paper, I did want Montreal. Um, biggest reason why, because uh, the Bruins, obviously, the championship medal, you know, being there, been there, done that. And it looks like in the series against Montreal, they just didn't have the puck luck going for them, um, you know, some tough breaks, and give Montreal credit. The only thing that, I don't want to say concerns me, because I think we the Rangers are the best goaltender in the world. But, you know, Carey Price is better than Tugarask Rask, and Carey Price has shown he's better than Tugarask Rask in this series, and there's nothing that me, tells me that Carey Price won't be, you know, a tough test, uh, you know, moving forward. But I just think uh, even though the Rangers during the regular season didn't match up well against either one of these teams, I just think we're talking about a different Ranger team right now, guys. I think you both know it, and I know it.
1: I think the Rangers are definitely uh, are definitely uh, playing a lot better. There's been moments in the season I thought the Rangers really had, had hit their stride right before the Olympic break, thought they were playing really well, and uh, even towards the end of the season. But you're right, they've really hit, like, a, a new level, and I'm just impressed by the heart. I mean, the fact that they come back from three games to one, I mean, you've been following them, you know, longer than I have, and, you know, it is – these these things don't come along that often in Rangerland.
4: And now it doesn't. And as you guys know, it was the first time they've – and again, just for your listening audience, Montreal is just one, three to one. So that's over. So they will be playing. And then the series will open up in Montreal. I think it's Saturday at one. But anyway um, – no, it was, I mean it was fabulous. Not only beating the Penguins for the first time, and, and you know the Sydney Crosby, and have to deal with all those Penguins fans who think Sydney can do nothing wrong ever. That was a victory in itself. But just the historic nature, Rangers never even came back from a three-one deficit. No, you know in the past, uh, if you look in the history, it's never been their nature to do that. They've they've always been. That's the irony of this is this this year, guys. The Rangers have had this label in their past, you know, pre ninety four. Of that, of being like you have no heart and giving up and all these kind of things, um, even after '94 with that malaise that the Rangers organization had, yeah. you know, following '97 and the early 2000s, which was just you know what who, who is this team? What is this team? So yeah, it, yep. it was refreshing, you know, it was really good to see. And I'll tell you, I tweeted out after like we all, all of us Ranger fans after Game Four. That team looked lost, disinterested, uh, and I tweeted out they had lacked leadership. Like, I didn't, thought that, I didn't think there was any leadership in that locker room. And thus they had the closed-door players-only meeting after that Game 4 debacle, and that combined with the Marty St. Louis mom's tragedy, they found themselves uh, finding leaders and finding a level they didn't even realize they had.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people were kind of critical that they kind of needed a guy like Ryan Callahan or or just anybody that could lead in the locker room and kind of like set a fire with them. And it turned out that the St. Louis uh, tragedy, as well as I think, you know, we talked about it earlier in the broadcast about certain players. I mean, Ryan McDonough's turnaround in in, in three games uh, was, you know, games five, six, and seven was amazing. Because that game four, he was horrible.
4: And it was, yeah, well, I they, he, was yeah, no, they were all horrible. I mean, Marty St. Louis was a debacle in game four. I was there for that game. They and boot, I it he was the it. worst player on the ice.
1: Right? He was making terrible passes all over the place. Uh, and then you get Chris Kreider comes in, and he gives them a shot in the arm that they sorely needed on that first line. And uh, it's amazing. It's a good time to be a Ranger fan
4: yeah and you know the other thing the thing I want to get into with the Marty St Louis thing, which and I was as I bring up the lack of leadership before the tragedy involving his mother, when those players, and you guys may not know this already, but the key was when those Ranger players feeling sorry for themselves after game four and thinking the world has come to an end, and then they they go on the road and they're on their way to Pittsburgh, and then Marty gets the news that his mother died suddenly, and then they find out later that night or the next morning when Marty St. Louis texted the head coach, Elaine Vigneault, to say, you know what, I'm coming back from Montreal. My dad and sister agree with me that this is what mom would have wanted. I want to play with this team. I want to play in game five. When his teammates found that out, you see, they stopped feeling sorry for themselves and sorry for their aches and pains, and they realized that this guy, their teammate, Marty St. Louis, wants to play through the pain of losing his mother suddenly. Well, then that was the key. Then his teammates realized, well, what are we whining about? What are we complaining about? This guy wants to play through his pain. And I think that was the difference, and that's why they pulled together.
1: Yes, I, I certainly think so. I mean, now the question is, can they carry that forward? I mean, is that something that's going to – Propel them uh, in this series. I don't know, uh, I, you know, but it certainly. And I was a little. I got to tell you, I'm a little bit skeptical about sports stories and how people try to make a story out of everything. But until I actually heard some of the players, the way they said it and how heartfelt, and, and now you're just reinforcing that with, with with your story, it really gives me chills. It does. I don't know. Maybe call me corny, whatever. But it's just such a great sports story—not just a hockey story. It's a great sports story.
4: I think you bring up a great point, you know, because listen, we're all we're all in the media, and we know we know that, you know, you know we have the power to decide what's a story and what we make a big deal about. But but I'm with you when I started hearing the players talk about it, and also you know they are a family; they spend so much time together. They spend so much time, more time than their own families. And so it seems to make sense that they would have this reaction, and it's not far-fetched. And I really do feel hockey players and and probably then football players are a different breed than the rest. They are uh, very close.
1: I, 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 you, know, you know, we're kind of like a fledgling operation here, and I've approached hockey players to be on the show, and I have never gotten a no. I mean, they'll tell me they can't make it, or, you know, whatever. They always are the most cordial people. They're just down-to-earth people, they're just relatable mm-hmm. people. They're just, you know, and that's the way I, I, I view them. I've, I, haven't, I haven't counted a lot of football players, but as far as
0: hockey players, I, I, they're top-notch in my book. And I always thought that was because the way they, they grow up. They grow up in more of a community sense. Hockey players don't get that si- sense of entitlement from the time they get to high school like a football player does or a basketball right. player you know these right. are guys. You know, these kids got to get up at three o'clock in the morning and drive 200 miles to go play hockey with a bunch of other kids. I think they earn it. They earn their way to the pro, to the pros much more than a football or 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 a or a basketball player do. I and I think that's why they're just different.
4: I cannot agree with you more. You know they carry their own bags. It's not just a cliche. It's really true. <laughs> they carry their own bags since they were young. And also, you know, a lot of these kids, they, when they're sixteen, they shift off to live with families. So they play in junior hockey. So they leave homes early in their in their in their lives. They're teenagers, and they're able to grow up more and mature quicker than most guys in other sports. So, so
1: what do you think? What what's your prediction? you going to lay it on the line. Are you going to give us the skitty the uh, get down to brass tacks here. And <laughs> Rangers, Montreal. How do you see?
4: All right. Well, listen. You know, people laughed at me when I you know ESPN.com. I'm one of the people they ask for picks every round. And I should have entered that stupid ESPN.com or NHL bracket challenge or whatever. I think I would have been in the money because I still have <laughs> the Rangers who I picked to beat Pittsburgh in seven games. People thought I was nuts. Oh. I picked them in seven. People are like, I Great do you pick they'll alike. be on the road? And I'm like, yeah, I do realize that. And I realize the Rangers are a better road team than they are at all. So, yeah anyway, long story short, how do they match up with Montreal? It's all going to be about their mental psyche, guys. It really is, because I think I'm going to pick the Rangers to win, and I'm probably going to pick them to win it in six games right oh, now. Yeah, because I, like that. Be, because uh, I, I just think a lot of it has to do with their mental psyche. I just think they have something great going on. Um, I think uh, they have the better goalie. carry Price is very, very, very good. But if they do the same things that they did with the Penguins in those last three games, Traffic in front, get under the skin of the goaltender. You know, Carey Price can lose it. You know, he can. He is not Patrick Waugh. And, you know, that's just the way it is. And I really do feel that rolling four lines. See, that's the beauty. The Rangers are a deeper team. They're forward lines. more They're deeper than Montreal. They do have to watch out for that fabulous defenseman of the Canadians, P.K. Subban. He is a gamer, he makes things happen. But the Rangers have been learned, have been great at frustrating star players. And we saw that with Claude Giroux in the Flyers series, and we saw it with Sidney Crosby and even Malkin for a bit, even though Malkin outshines Sidney Crosby. But the Rangers still got the best of him when it mattered most. So I think that will give the Rangers confidence, and I think that's the difference with this Ranger team compared to other Ranger teams in the past. Compared to the Rangers team that went to the conference finals against the Devils in two years ago, this Rangers team knows how to frustrate the star players. The defense can do that with the forwards back checking. Plus, this Ranger team is not going to be as exhausted right. as the one that faced the Devils two years ago because they were busy blocking shots left and right. Yes, Brian real still blocked shots and all these other guys block shots. But it's a different team, right, guys? I mean, it's and, just a, yeah, it's a different makeup. You're not,
1: you're not rolling two lines. You're not playing Dan Girardi 30 minutes a game. You know, and, these, the team, even though it's been two game sevens, is a lot fresher than that. the Tortorella team against the Devils. And the Devils won that series, frankly, because they were able to roll four lines and, and get results from it. So now the Rangers are in that position. Just and, one last thing. Before I let Jim in, because I, I just want to get this. I think it's very important to note that when the Rangers played the Flyers in that series, there was a lot of pressure on Philadelphia. They had finished strongly. They had gotten their act together under Baruby And I think they, a lot of people felt they, they should have beaten the Rangers. The Rangers, you know, was St. Louis hadn't really been scoring, and they, the chemistry wasn't right there, and they were expected to win. Of course, Pittsburgh had a lot of pressure on them to win. They have Sidney Crosby. They have Malkin. Now, you would think that Montreal doesn't have so much pressure, but that climate of Montreal, the focus that they're in the semifinals is going to be so – I mean, it's going to rest squarely on Carey Price's shoulders. And, you know, whether he's going to be up to it, I think works for the Rangers' advantage if he's going to be – you know, if he can actually complete the task. What do you think, Jim?
0: Right. I just wanted to – Go ahead, Jim. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. I, no, it's okay. I just wanted to finish the thought from the, the Tortorella team that got to the Eastern Conference Finals. Not only were they blocking all those shots, but they, it seemed like they spent 50 minutes of a game hemmed in their own zone. I, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and, and Linda, we were saying before you came on, how amazing is it that for all the talk about the, about the Rangers having to play all these games in a span of five days, that they will now go to the Eastern Conference, Conference Finals as the more rested team.
4: You're absolutely right. I was saying that today yeah. at work today at ESPN. I said, what a treat. The Rangers can sit back and see who they're playing and get an extra day off. This is rare. This is a treat. Um, you know, the thing I now, was wait, they let you talk was,
0: hockey at ESPN?
4: You know, I always sneak it in.
2: Somehow, <laughs> some
4: way, even when it's That's... not called for. Somehow I get the Rangers or hockey. And my favorite line that I always use is, even when an anchor will say something or I'll say something, you know, I'll just make a sarcastic comment about, way to get hockey in the show. You know, just something like that. But anyway, but anyway, um, the thing that concerns—if I had it—if you said, Linda, what's your number one concern heading into this Montreal series? That's an easy one. It's—it's—it's it's, it's nothing that Montreal is going to do. It's none of their players. It's the Rangers, perhaps reading how great they are. It's the Rangers, you know, lauding themselves. It's the Rangers, you know thinking, wow, we came back from a 3-1 deficit. We're great. I'm not sure yet. I'm really hopeful that the leadership in the locker room, the Brad Richards and the Marty St. Louis, okay, tell them, listen, we haven't done anything yet. So I just want them to be a little back down to earth, kind of like they were, the way they were in these first two series, and not get ahead of themselves.
1: Yeah. and. I hope the coach reminds them that they lost, uh, you know, two, they lost two back-to-back. Sh- I mean, they back-to-back shutouts. They went almost eight periods without a goal. I mean, right. I hope that they re- they're humbled by that, and, and you know that kind of brings them back down to earth. The fact that the power play is abysmal. I mean, it's looked a little bit better. They're getting better looks, but uh, they did come up with a big. Power play goal last night, but still, that's right. it was
4: a game winner. It was a game yeah. winner, and then they had the two big power play goals in game five. So, you know, that's elite. and by the way, that's another difference compared to the team, the Tortorella team, for two years ago. That power play was abysmal. This one's a little no, better.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's shown glimpses, and I, I, I do have. It's not a lost cause. On the John Tortorella, it was a total lost cause. I, uh, you know, you might as well just go to the bathroom, take a bathroom break during the power play. Like, it was, uh, and uh, you know, it, it was just unwatchable. So, I think they got a good shot. I mean, listen, I, uh, Montreal. Again, I think you're right. Boston had been there, and I certainly do not want to against a team that knows what it takes to win, and Montreal doesn't know what it takes to win, and. Uh, I like, Elaine Vigneault has done a wonderful job. I cannot give this guy enough credit. I mean, you know, he comes in and he does it with basically the players he's just dealt with. He has to figure out who goes where, who's really good, who's not, he was a favorite with the old regime and, you know, got a little bit more playing time than he should. And he's promised what he kept his promises. He said he was going to roll four lines. He said he was going to keep things consistent. There's no reason to break up the lines every shift like Tortorella was doing, Uh, you know, going with the hot hand game by game. It was nonsense. And he didn't, you know, there's no bigger example against that type of philosophy than the Zuccarello line, which basically has been phenomenal. It's been their saving grace. I mean, uh, there's no other way to to put it.
4: So much fun to watch that line. Obviously, the best line since Christmas on the Rangers is that Zuccarello line with Broussard and Bouliot. By the way, the people, how about Pouliot's maturity, guys? I mean, this guy, the reason why he had been with like eight teams before the Rangers or something like that, because he had a reputation that he was soft. Well, guess what? You mentioned uh, Vigneault. That was one of his, you know, magic wand moments of, you know, benching Pouliot earlier in the year. And then Pouliot really matured as a hockey player. And that reputation of being soft peeled right off. And that guy is far from soft that guy has winning every battle, every battle in this postseason. And he has been awesome. And that's a big reason why that line has been so great. And Vigneault, I love the way, not only he was rolling with four lines and um, and, and not, you know, not, what, what's the word I'm using, like, the, like what you said with Tortorella, the players can trust their head coach. They know yeah. he's not going to do anything reactive. And that means so much. When the players know that this guy's not going to screw with me, like the way Tortorella threw Hagelin under the bus two years ago, and thus the firing came after that, you know, you're not going to get that from Vigneault. And Vigneault with a short shift yesterday, that was a key. Everybody was well rested. They had like 20-second shifts compared to 30-35. This guy has learned from that year when he lost as a head coach of Vancouver, losing to Boston in the finals. He's learned from that. We won't get ahead of ourselves, but I feel this guy has something to prove, and he's coaching with an edge. And we'll see what happens. Yeah. And remember, his coaching career started with Montreal. Montreal, right? So yeah. he's he's really has some kind of emotional thing here going as well to beat this team.
0: And uh, Linda, just to to speak to your point about the Rangers getting a little too reading their own press clippings, if you will. I think yeah. I think Vino's done a good job of. I mean, he seems at least for all outward purposes to be an an even keel guy, and I think his, I think his team reflects that. They didn't panic when they were down two one or three uh, one. So, I'm I'm hoping that you know that same that same demeanor will work in the in the opposite fashion that he'll. Manage to keep them humble. I mean, once they step out of the ice Saturday at one o'clock has just been announced for Game One, and they hear that crowd roaring for uh, uh, Le let me see if I got that, the Leblanc Blue and Rouge. <laughs> I think they'll I think they'll get I think they'll get humbled pretty fast. Um, I think it's going to be a fun series. It's been a, it's been what since '96 since the Rangers played the Canadians.
4: And how did that end? Not well. Uh, Not
0: well. <laughs> no, 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 the Rangers
4: beat them in six. Did they? I thought. Isn't that the year the Canadians went to the Stanley Cup final and won the cup? No, I
0: mean, that was eight. '85? '85. Eight, eight, yep. I'm sorry. '80. Yep.
4: Was it '80? No, am I thinking '86?
0: 85, I thinking 86, '85, '86. But that was when that was when uh, Roa was a was a rookie and and carried the Canadians all the way to the to the cup. But the last time the Rangers played the Canadians was 90, I believe it was 96, and the Rangers won in six games. And they won in how many games?
4: Six Six games. games. And then what happened? And then what happened? It doesn't matter what happened. (laughs) They took all that that momentum until to what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: 86 they lost. I remember that That was the Ted Sater year. Oh, God,
4: Ted Sater. Wow. (laughs) But, okay, yeah, so, you know, listen, that place is going to be amazing, that Bell Center. I've never been, and I'm, i while we've been uh, talking, I think my brother just texted me because he's like, I remember him saying, if Montreal wins, let's figure out how to get to the Bell Center. You know, it's like, it's so late. <laughs> like you ever see that light show they put on where they have the history of the Canadians, you can see the video in the ice surface? And that, you can yeah, see it is. like it's sick. It's ridiculous. It's like I something know. we all need to see in person.
0: I was yeah um, I, I was there. I was fortunate enough to be there for the 2009 NHL draft when Chris Kreider was drafted, or 2010, or whatever Chris Kreider was drafted. I was there, okay. and 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 that place was unbelievably loud just for the draft. They drafted That's the Canadians crazy. drafted. They drafted Louis LeBlanc, who was in the first round, who was a local, a local guy, and that place went absolutely crazy. And when Toronto picked. You couldn't hear because they were booing so loud, and all I could think was, "I've got to get here for a game before I die."
4: Right, and that's how I feel. I'm like, and it has to be a playoff game. And who would have thought it would be against the Rangers? So we got. I know we got. We know we got the game one uh, schedule out. I can't wait to see the entire schedule of how that plays out. Because I don't. Well, I don't it's... know if they said that they released that. I know they said once this game against. You know, obviously, oh. when Montreal winning. If there are any major
1: holidays, they're probably scheduled it for that. Uh, so I don't know what's coming up. Uh, all, the I know is, all
4: I know is, what, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of these early afternoon games, guys. I mean, I know the oh, Rangers I'm won not. one of those on a Sunday, but that first one was a debacle. I just, like, players are not meant to play at noon or one. I'm sorry. it's just not. No,
1: no. It's good as a novelty, but it, it shouldn't be happening, especially in the playoffs on Easter. <laughs>
4: I know, like that was so bad. And by the way, here is another thing I found out. I don't know if you guys discovered this, but I figured this. This is a secret. Uh, can we just can we just can the Rangers just have their home playoff games on the weekend? Because during the week, the only people, first of all, the real fans can't get into the garden because it's taken right. by uh, BS celebrities and Wall Street guys, or on the yep. phone the whole time, yeah, and the place exactly. is quiet as ever.
0: Yeah, Eddie, um, that Eddie Mon- made that point about the Monday night that, game last week. That Monday
1: night home game, forget it. It was a it's morgue. Right. It's nobody I was there.
4: Watched. It was awful. Awful. I mean,
1: yes, so I, I agree with you. they got to get so, these games on Fridays and Saturdays at the Garden. because
4: That's right, or even Sundays. As long, right. those, are, those are our only shots. So let's 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 make that happen. Do you have pull on this podcast? Can we make that happen? You know, you know, let's Absolute,
0: get that <laughs> absolutely not. We have absolutely we couldn't get a free popcorn at the garden. Trust me, <laughs> um, Linda. I just want you to know that during the show we have a live chat that goes on where everybody's listening in. They they chat about all kinds of stuff. They are loving you in the chat room. First of all, and before we before we let you go, first I I, I hope you'll come back maybe in the finals and talk to us again. But we do Anytime. have one of our. One of our regular listeners uh, wanted to say hello and, and ask you a question. So before we let you go, we're going to bring on Joe, who is in Nashville. Joe, how are you? Hey, Joe. I always wanted to say this. Joe, can you turn down your radio? Yes. We've, right. had, a, we've, had, we've had one caller say first time, long time tonight, and now we've got a caller that we need to tell. Very, radio. That's great. Very professional Sorry.
1: Joe, well, I'm sorry. I was listening to it on the laptop, and you put me on hold fall. for a long time.
0: Fall asleep on? I, I, I don't,
1: Joe. Oh, I'm not. Hey. I'm watching game two. If oh. I could stay up this long for the LA game, I, I doubt it. One nothing
0: <laughs> Kings.
1: Unbelievable. <laughs> all
0: right, Joe. You're on. Hey. With Linda Cohn. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Linda, very nice to meet you. I've been a big hey, fan Joe, of yours. I had to shut off ESPN a long time ago because they forgot about my favorite sport. Other than that. Yes, it's Wait, very nice tell, It's all did.
4: of our favorite sports. No That's right.
1: Well, I was thinking about playing Montreal uh, versus Boston. I, I wanted Montreal, and I'm an old-time hockey fan. And uh, 79 was the first year that I saw my beloved Blue Shirts go to the Cup. And that didn't end so hot. So we got off to a good start in game one, and then that was it. And then As they I lost four in a game, row. That's right, and as, as Phil Esposito always talks about that series, the worst thing they ever did, and he begged them to get him out of the city, but they stayed in Montreal, and uh, that was it for them. So uh, hopefully the, 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 <clears throat> the way this one ends is quite different, and we get to go to the cup again. That would be wonderful.
4: You know what? It would be, and it all depends on that leadership in the locker room to keep these guys focused and realize that they haven't done anything yet. And we're going to see sooner than later if they are focused and they, and they have their priorities straight. And I'm just being positive, and I have faith that they do, that this is just a different group. And they really are there. And I'm telling you, Henrik Lundqvist, man, they just follow along what he preaches. He is a gamer. He is amazing. And I just think, and they're not going to let down Marty. You know, Marty's from Montreal, so that's another aspect of this, okay, considering what's going on with the emotions of losing his mother, his whole family's from Montreal. So it's going to be very, very intriguing.
1: I think, uh, and I, I said, said to these guys a couple of weeks ago before the series started, I like the Rangers' chances against the Penguins. I thought the Penguins are ripe, were ripe for the picking. And the biggest reason was because of the fact that the Rangers are now a four-line team. You couldn't say that two years ago, and as you guys already touched upon. In the Devil Series in the in the Conference Finals two years ago, their their fourth line absolutely destroyed us. And I think with us rolling four lines, this matchup against Montreal they're they're kind of similar teams in a way. I didn't think we matched up nearly as well against Boston. I thought they'd be able to beat us up a little bit and wear us down. This uh, this series is going to be pretty fun to watch, actually.
4: No, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's going to be it's going to be a deep series. It's going to be long, and they do match up well. And they both have similar size, which is most of their star players are small, and, except for PK Subban, who could you know line up as, as a linebacker of your favorite football team. But uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be great. It's really going to be great. But I'm, they better they got to win at home. They got to win at home because that. But you know, it's great. They're great on the road. So. That I just know that Belt Center is a tough place to win, but they said that about the consult center in Pittsburgh. So I really believe in this team. It sounds like you do too as well, Joe. It's a different yeah, I do. team. You I feel good about it.
1: I think it's going to be interesting to see how both of these teams play just coming off of a series that they're against their rivals, you know, or at least one of the rivals. And, for the Rangers. and you know, just to interject here, I mean, Now Montreal is going to start reading about how good they are. They beat the big, bad Bruins. They beat the team, you know, with the the, the pedigree. That is a great point. They're kind of in the same spot.
4: Yeah, Yeah, because, you know, both teams pulled off upsets of higher seeds. The Bruins were the one seed. The Penguins were the overall two seed. And get out. See you later. Wait till next year. Get out the golf clubs for a change. (laughs) If somebody were to tell
1: us... But if somebody had told us at the start of this playoffs that we would have won eight games and we would have played 14 and Rick Nash wouldn't have had one goal and we'd be that's going amazing. to the conference final. That's can amazing. I say
4: something? Yeah, can I say something? And I, I just want to, you know, for all Ranger fans, and I'm sure that's all who is listening to your podcast, um, you know, pull back a little, you know, on Rick Nash, okay? It's not like the guy isn't doing nothing. I mean, he is doing all the little things. He's doing the other things. And I know some of the papers were saying he's a $7.8 million a year penalty killer. Well, guess what? There's a long way to go, and maybe his best is yet to come. And they always have two guys on him. I'm serious. I know, I'm telling you right that's now. What I Eddie believe said. in that Eddie, guy.
0: Right before you came out, he called him an $8 million penalty killer. But I said it lovingly. I said, yes. listen, he's doing the little piece. It's not like he doesn't
1: care.
4: Right, I that. the guy had fifty shots on goal, you know, and they're not all from the blue line. And by the way, he's one of the best passes on the team, and you know he still has a third line center for his center. You know,
1: Derek Stepan. Oh, Derek Stepan.
2: Whoa. I mean,
4: come on. I mean, that, you know, he had. He had. A, let me tell you something. I like Stepan, but put him on some of these other elite teams, he's not a number one center. He can't, can't win a face.
1: He can't win a face off. First of all. And he's not that great of a player. Exactly.
4: He's not. He's not. And, how, you know, he can't, you know, Rick R- Nash can't do it all. He can't pass himself the puff. You know, so, and he's not the kind of player. He's the kind of, you know, he. all I'm saying is this. Pull back a little on this guy. You watch. He's going to come through and you're going to have me on your podcast again. You're going to say, you know, Linda, you're right.
2: Well,
1: I keep. Well, we don't know how Montreal is going to angle on him anyway. So, I mean, they may not be. They might may not put the focus on him just because of the fact that he's gone through 14 games without without a goal. I mean, they may be. It's weird to say, but they may be more concerned about the Brossard line than, and I would be too, than the 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 line. No, what did you take (laughs) over the show? Get him off. (laughs) I'm <laughs> oh, sorry The way I see it Eddie you, 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 The last time we spoke Before the, the series you said that there wasn't When I said Rangers and Six You said that there wasn't an asylum Big enough right now to contain me So I think you owe me a little bit uh, I, mean, I owe you a little bit But uh, you know I didn't say the Rangers <laughs> nope. hey, hey, you, you put me on to that? <laughs> That's Too funny, funny.
0: So anyway. Well uh, Linda, we're gonna we're gonna let you go. We 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 sure do appreciate you you coming on with us and and uh, thank you so much for 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 coming and for answering my my message on Twitter. This has been a blast. I hope you enjoyed it.
4: I really did. I always enjoy talking rangers with educated, intelligent ranger fans and passionate Well, I'm sorry ranger we could do that part for you. <laughs> I, hope you, I, I you. certainly hope you find some. <laughs> I teed you up for that one, didn't I? That was great. You just hit it out of the park. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Well listen, it's been great and let's enjoy the like like we're part of the team. Let's enjoy the extra days off. It's nice to have, not it's nice not to have a heart attack watching a hockey game, isn't it? So <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, right, you know enjoy Thank the you, enjoy this uh, King's Ducks team uh, this game and then uh it's on to Montreal Saturday afternoon. Hopefully they'll keep exhausted. out of trouble in that city.
0: Be careful <laughs> if you go up there. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you're right. Maybe I have to keep out of trouble in that city. That's more okay. important.
0: Gotta watch out for <laughs> Take that care, All All take right.
4: care take Linda. Take care, guys. Have fun. Bye bye. Good night. Thank
0: you. Oh, wow. Fantastic.
1: Great Linda Cole. Hey.
0: This hasn't been yeah. this
1: exciting since you had Gretzky on.
0: Oh. Yeah. At least you got I to see. talk to
1: Linda. Oh wow, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you guys. I'm just I'm glad, glad she, she can't see, see the chat room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they're loving
0: her in the chat room. Yeah, but they didn't what like the when thing? we
1: started defending Rick Mash. You put yourself in a minority, independent thinker, so you get bashed around here. Oh, look, we're not here to be popular, obviously. No. <laughs> I got a lot of compliments. We we you are professional people in the media. We doing good <laughs> yeah, Still good We're doing intelligent the right I was I was actually waiting for Eddie to say, Linda Cone you you seem very truculent. <laughs> <laughs> very
2: truculent
1: tonight I <laughs> The stuff yeah, all right, I don't want to go into that. I'm she, was, have that. Not do she was shit, terrific. terrific. She was awesome. No Joe that Patterson. Was, who, that,
3: Patterson.
0: That was that was probably our our most fun non-former player guest. I'll put it that way. Oh, definitely. Because she was honest.
1: She just, you know, there, there was no fluff. Right. She's a fan, yeah. just like us. She's a fan,
0: like us. And, you know, and she knows her rankings. it up. like it is. Right. If, if, That's you know, right. if we stayed on the air another two hours, she would have stayed right, right here with us.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We didn't want to over-welcome, uh, I mean, you know. We did We did good, all of us.
0: Yeah, we all don't three want to wear of her us running this show. Yeah.
1: Great job, Joe. And <laughs> okay, with Joe and Dimitri. want am going to get Dimitri back on. <laughs> I'm only kidding, guys. I love
0: Dimitri, it. you're on the air. Oh, on the air again? I didn't mean <laughs> to be on the air again. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry.
3: Welcome I was to just Blue Shirt
0: Underground Radio with your host, Joe Cotroni and Dimitri, coming at you.
3: <laughs> you guys are great. That's all I got to say. You guys are great. <laughs> we
0: Now it sounds like wait, wait. Now it's like the old Eddie. It's like the old Paulie D show.
1: <laughs> and we have like uh, four guests,
0: and now, now like let's go to, to happy ball, ball enthusiast. Whoa! this? Juggling guests. Yeah. So yeah. the
1: <laughs> uh we have oh. pro league center uh, Larry McFugel on. How's
0: the expecting uh, going, Larry. That's the hot ball. We've got, know, we've got Joe Slobotnik from the Sarasota Roller Hockey League coming on. Hey, that's Slopotnik. <laughs> okay, get it right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Dimitri, Eddie, Joe, uh, thank you very much. We're going to let you guys go. we got
3: a lot of calls that are welcome. waiting. Yeah.
0: Thank you, guys. Right, we'll talk to you
3: take care, guys.
0: You're welcome. Dimitri, you're, you're listening on hold, I take it?
3: Yeah. I was okay. Before, so. All right.
0: Uh, all right. We'll put you back on hold. Joe hung up. Uh, you ready to talk to Costa? Simon says laugh. laugh. <laughs> oh, we're laughing tonight. Good times. Good times. Uh... Bring more people on. Costa, what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? Why are you moderating?
1: Why are you moderating the uh, chat? You're approving
0: messages. I am. No, I don't know. it's what the just... fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what this is. Hold on. oh. There. Okay. I don't know what that was. I didn't do anything. I wasn't even in a chat room when that started. You may freely chat now. <laughs> Here, hold on. I, let me let me go let me go let me go put let me go approve all these messages. Except for Justin's. Um hold on. What the fuck? Costa, Costa. you there? Yeah Costa. <laughs> <laughs> oh let me let me let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me tell you something, my friend. I've boycott this team now for three games and they won all three, all three. <laughs> I don't spend my hard-earned
1: money on nothing, nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. I spend my money. You know, I spend my money on porn. Let me tell you something. I don't even my spend God. my money on that.
2: I get it on the internet,
1: my friend.
0: <laughs> why, why are you playing Christmas music? <laughs> this seems like appropriate.
2: Enjoy your time. Enjoy time. So,
1: you know, hey,
2: Eddie,
1: next week... <laughs> It's God in the Dreams! <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, do you,
1: what do you want God in the Dreams to do to you, Costa? You, you know what my
0: God the Dreams is? <laughs>
1: <What>?
0: <laughs> uh, it's one in the back or one in the front, my friends. <laughs> 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 hold on, hold on. The, the neighbors downstairs are getting the Chinese food. Hold on a minute. That shut up down there, throw the a radio show.
4: Oh,
1: God. He always, he always gets me a ghost with this.
4: <laughs>
1: oh, geez. Oh, God. All right, so let's get down to brass tacks with you. Where are you? Are you going to be watching these games or what? Hey,
4: oh.
1: got
2: to keep the street going, my friend. Gotta
1: keep the street going.
2: Yeah, but you, you, you understand
1: you have no effect on what's happening. It's the, the play on the act. Bullshit. Shut up, you mouth. <laughs> Don't you ever curse at me on this show. All right. So, <sighs> so, so you think you actually are affecting the Rangers right now?
2: <laughs> Time Life Books presents Mysteries of the Unknown. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well,
1: you know what? You are a jinx. You're like Oliver from the Brady Bunch. I
2: don't
1: wanna... I don't want you watching the game. Keep this streak alive. But this time, man, don't make it so close. Do something extra so we just win. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm having uh, lunch with toast uh, next Tuesday.
4: <laughs> what <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, I
1: to to hey, where we go? Where 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 where, where, where we go to Moddy Eddie? <laughs> we're going to Moddy <Monja>, Eddie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are going over to that. We're going over to that three kitties from Italy for pizza. <laughs> No, we're going <laughs> to the <laughs> Miller Ale. Don't,
1: House. <laughs> Don't you fool for us?
2: <laughs>
1: we're going to the Miller Ale House.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: So what? Uh, so, so you saw none of the games? I lied. Oh.
0: oh. oh. You know hey, what? what happened? You know what? Oh, you, you you lie to women, you lie to police officers, but you don't lie to me and Eddie. <laughs> hey, hey what? what
2: happened? I, I exactly. watched
0: like, the you, third period of Game 6 when
2: I knew the game was in Just a half. second
1: while I retrieved my beanie, my hair, my tweezers, and my nuts. <laughs> uh, sorry. I saw like
0: the <laughs> third period. Off.
2: Of game six because I knew they were going to
0: win. Oh, okay. Now, now, what if, what if they'd a, what if you'd have started watching the third period of Game six, and they'd have blown that lead and lost? I would have never forgiven you. <laughs> <laughs> I would have ever, ever forgiven you? Thank
4: you. Hey.
0: <laughs> oh. That's why it was yeah. fun. Daddy and I tried to play a clip at the same Daddy. time. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> Alright, anything <laughs> else, Costa? No. Nah. Running out of time. <laughs> anything else? I, I, I,
1: I can see that. No, I got I got nothing.
0: Alright, totals. <laughs> yeah, Take care, Costa. Daddy. 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 All right. In about uh less than a minute here we are going to go into podcast mode. You can catch the rest of us by downloading the episode tomorrow or about an hour from now when it's available on iTunes. Thank you guys all for listening. We're gonna take uh we'll take these last two calls and we'll talk to you guys soon. Nine seven three two eight seven, you're on the air. Who's this? It's Daniel.
2: The biggest fucking ever victory in New York Rangers history. To finally beat those Penguins, those little bitches, those crybabies. Sending Sidney Crosby right into where the three rivers meet into one, so he can drown.
1: Now, are you calling from the original Mike Louis de Palma used in Taxi? The call, <laughs> the <to> call, in. <Kansas laughs> what is going on? <laughs> uh, wait, are you? What are you calling from? A walkie-talkie? <laughs> Oh,
2: call from my home phone.
1: Why? What's up? Uh, all right. So, yes, it was the biggest victory perhaps ever. Well, yes. not really. Well, one, of the, well, one of the
2: big ones. Well, one. well
0: like you're well, Chechnya, I mean, on the
2: How many times have the Penguins stopped us in the playoffs? And, of course, let's not forget what happened 91-92 uh, that Graves got suspended on a bogus uh, breaking Lemieux's wrist when it was only bruised. Give me a break.
1: Well, that was horrible.
2: It that looked like ridiculous. the
1: of film, the way he went down. It was nothing. So.
2: I mean, he cuts, his, he cuts the cuffs off his gloves to get a better feel for his wrist shot, Lemieux. And then he's in that, that little was... cast. They say, four to six weeks, four to six weeks, and then after they, they eliminate the Rangers, here he comes, game one against the Bruins. That's not four to six weeks. Yeah, that was a bunch of shit. It was a bunch yep, of bullshit. So... But this, but this right. is so sweet. Guys, have a good night. I know you got to go.
0: Give take us your care. official prediction for the finals, the Eastern Conference Finals. Quickly. Rangers in seven. All right, we'll take it. Talk to you later, Dan. Take care. Later. That is It is what it is. Exactly. Thank you, Paulie. All right, last phone call of the night, 646-322. You're on the air. Who's this? So if your lips are wet and ready to go, hold on. <laughs> oh, hi, Paulie. How you doing? Ladies and gentlemen, Yo. Paulie D. from the Instigators. I'm just kidding. 646, who's this?
3: Hi, this is Mike
2: Lakeham. I'm just listening.
0: Oh, you were just listening. It's Mike Yeah. Lakeham?
2: Mike Lakeham. Yes, sir.
0: Oh, Mike Salama Lakeham. How are you? Hey, what's up? Hey, Mike. <laughs> so, you yeah, were just put
2: listening. Up a good effort? To I'm, I'm excited.
0: No. Give us your prediction for the Eastern Conference Finals.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see. Triple bypass.
0: Heart
2: Heart attacks. <laughs>
1: Angioplasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: well, I think, well, we can all go to the Lenox Hill Hospital, <laughs> the official hospital of the New York Rangers fan, as well. Ooh, that's the sponsorship I've ever heard one. My goodness. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going with the Rangers at seven.
2: <laughs> I'm going Rangers fans in the morgue. Oh, one one <laughs> uh...
0: How about you, Jim? Sort of you want going are on the record? I uh, uh, <laughs> give me give me Rangers in six. All right, seven. and I'll Keep tell you what. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another little prediction here. Montreal, their forwards not as big, not as bruising. Rick Nash is going to have a big series. Wow, big
1: series. Oh, he... Offensive. Oh, he... Well, he certainly do. I mean, can you remember even in the regular season, him going fourteen games without a goal?
4: He certainly do.
1: So, we'll see what happens. All right, Jim. All right. Uh, Salam Alaikum. Coach <laughs> Patrone, Dimitri, Linda Cone, the rest of the What Raider, a night! What a night! What a what a what a party!
0: We got right. <laughs> We've got people going on their walkie-talkies. We've got wrestling. It sounds like Michael falls down the stairs. I mean, it's been a night. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure. We'll talk soon. Take care, everybody. Good night. <laughs>